0: Hey everyone, it's Jerry at the Fledge. Welcome to another episode of Every Damn Day. Today with us, we have Sharon Ketchum from the Unity Spiritual Center of Lansing. How are you doing today, Sharon?
1: Fabulous. I'm on the green side of the grass. That's always good.
0: Yeah. So the grass is greener on the other side (laughs) sometimes, huh? Yeah.
1: That's for sure.
0: That's for sure. Where are you at today?
1: Uh, I'm at our office over on 1426 East Michigan, right across from a great candy store and a great restaurant. <laughs> I
0: thought you were—I thought you were in Albany or something.
1: Oh, i had gone to New York last week.
0: Oh, to I see. Visit
1: family uh, to bring to New York, but no, back in town. Uh, I have a tendency to do quick trips on the road, and it's a great time of year to travel with all the trees turning. You know, nature just kind of shows off.
0: So did you have to take a different route? Do you usually cut through Canada, but you yeah. have to go around this time?
1: I did. And I had to lie to my um, GPS person because <laughs> she kept wanting to take me up through Canada. And so I had to lie and tell her I was going to Toledo first.
0: And
1: ah. then, then I went to New York because she insisted. She didn't know about the borders.
0: Amazon's not going to know what to sell you now. But I know. I've the lied. them <laughs>
1: I just broke it, just broke it.
0: Well, um, so to get started, do you mind telling us something about yourself and about your uh, project, I'm going to call it?
1: Okay, well, I'm the minister here at Unity in Lansing. Uh, I'd actually been in Canada for 35 years, and I decided it was time to retire, and I met somebody, fell in love, and, and moved to Lansing. And eight months into retirement, the lansing church opened up and sometimes you read something and it's like about you and you wonder how did they write that but the job description just fits so well i just really felt called i call it um spiritually railroaded (laughs) into my next (laughs) career so you know it's like rehirement as opposed to retirement i guess so i've been here now um four and a half years at the church and um Things were going really well. Our church was kind of unique in that we had had um, a split, I don't know, 15 years ago in the church. So there were two unity churches in Lansing. And then through some work, uh, they came back together. And the work was switching from a minister-centric church, which a lot of churches are centered around. as a personality-driven, by the personality of the minister. And they switched to mission-centric, not missions that go out tell the people. But it's about deciding what your mission is and working towards that mission because it's the personal community passion as opposed to an individual passion. So we came together and of course we had two buildings. So we were looking for a third and didn't find one. So we decided we were going to make the building that we had over on Homes and Prospect a wonderful building over you know, about ninety-five years old, we wanted to make it handicap accessible. I mean, I had to do a funeral one day, and the brother of the deceased couldn't get into the building, and I mean, there were a lot of people that couldn't get in because of the stairs and stuff. So we were really committed to save the building and make it handicap accessible, and not an easy process. <laughs> just, there's there's a lot of things to consider, and we'd worked on it for probably about two years, and then. Uh, last September, September 7th, I'd worked in my office till about 6.30 at night on a Saturday night. And then on Sunday morning, uh, September 8th, I got a phone call to the house about 6.30 in the morning as a neighbor of the church and uh, asked my wife to go downstairs and tell me that the church was on fire. And I'll tell you, in my mind, I pictured... There was a little fire like in a garbage can or something and we'd put it out and I'd go back home and get ready for service and be a little smoky but we'd do service and and I pull up and oh my god there's you know like the whole street is covered with fire trucks we happened to hit a time when the shifts were changing so we got two shifts of fire trucks there the whole street was lit up you know in the dark as they were putting out the flames um yeah we did have service that day um so uh my you know you think you're on a path and then all of a sudden everything shifts so uh september 8th 19, 2019 my my world changed and the world um for the con- congregation changed too and to our community around us um just uh you know you have those marks in your life where you know something different is happening and uh you helped a lot that day well, I, <laughs> I mean, uh,
0: It was a sunday morning and i usually uh those were my up until that day and not since that day uh those were my days to sleep in and i would lay in bed and uh start scrolling through my facebook and do whatever and i'm you know kind of scrolling in my facebook and i might lay that down and go back to sleep and i see a post from you that says unity's on fire and i'm you know so used to optimism and positive things coming out of you (laughs) and i'm like yes unity's on fire they're killing it they must be getting a lot of new members and things like that and then i saw the fire trucks and i saw the dark neighborhood all lit up and i told my wife i gotta get on my bike and go to unity right now i remember seeing you come up on your bike
1: and i I was probably still in a state of shock um at that point, like you just don't know what's what's happening. And when you said, "Hey, you can do services down the street," and I can't tell you what a load that took off. And I'll t- and we live in such a great community because a number of places called and said, "You know, if you want to meet here, or meet there." Uh, several of the churches, the People's Church, they had had a, a fire in the '60s, so they were down offering to help. But to know that we could just go right down the street, like if you move a church it's really hard to get the information out to everybody so to be so close even if they came to the church they could just you know go down the block and boy that was another part of the adventure that began um we had it yeah
0: oh uh, it uh well it really hurt me like i could feel it i could feel where you were at even though you know my building hadn't Burnt down when we had it. It's had a fire before. Um, So I could feel it, and I felt like I might be one of only a few people that could feel it this hard. And I really wanted to get to you.
1: It was so important. Because the rest of the day, I didn't even know where to go. Like, you know, there's all these people having fires out in Colorado and California right now, and I so feel for them because I basically. Just stood in the parking lot till about three or four that afternoon because that's where I was on a Sunday at the church. <laughs> you know, I just there. Were, I just had to settle. When when the world changes a lot, it takes you can't automatically just turn something on or off. It takes you a while to readjust to it. Uh, and we, we've had a great time too. Uh, my people are. Uh, my people, people <laughs> community are so appreciative of the fledge. I mean, it comes up in conversation all the time, and we've done such fun things together. You know, I was sad that w- they really wanted to do trunk or treat together again this year. Um, and with we just didn't feel it was safe with with the coronavirus for us to participate. Um, but yeah, it's been really fun. I loved meeting fledglings over there. I love becoming a fledgling. Uh, mm-hmm. And when I read the story about the phoenix, that the story of the phoenix bird is that every hundred years they build a nest, and they sit in it, they light it on fire, and as they die, out of the ashes come the fledglings. And so, you know, we kind of wake up and see that we are a fledgling now. It was just such a a heart moment. Uh,
0: It, you know, we were talking about uh, uh, symbology um, before we got on the show and everyone likes to find those symbols right (laughs) but it was it was so powerful I mean it was it really was I mean I mean from the phoenix I have on my thumb where am I at here oh just from you know and you said that and that kind of hit me and then the fire and I don't know it just there was some synchronicity there for sure
1: yeah And we've had such a heart passion to be more active in the community. And you and I had talked from the time you moved in about we need to do something together. But, you know, life gets busy and and you don't get it to happen. And then something happens and life all of a sudden gets a different kind of busy. And all the things you want to do, you find yourself right there that that we can do it. you know, I, And I think even before the fire when we sent the stove over to the Fledge, mm-hmm. so she you, you had this dream of doing the kitchen, um, you know, so people startup kitchens. Yeah. Um, we've just had this wonderful synchronicity of, of brotherhood, familyhood. But I think when you're both on the same page of your intention for the world, like in front of the church for years we've had, you know, force for good in the neighborhood. And you have, to me, it's like you're a force for good for humanity, and so we're all heading the same direction. Of course, we need to intertwine. So it's really been a great opportunity to intertwine on that.
0: You know, we've never we we actually spent a little bit of time in the beginning making sure people knew we weren't a church. Mm-hmm. Um, because, mm-hmm. you know, you know that with some people and some religions there's a lot of stigma there, there's a lot of trauma there. Yeah. Um that you know, you I don't know how far you want to go on that, but
1: well, I'm so, happy to go down that road because yeah, it's very evident. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So with our crowd, you know, it it was it was a big turn off to think that it was a church or Christianity or whatever. I don't mean to no, name I, any religion. But you, I never thought we would be that intertwined because of that reason. But yeah. you are not what I expected you to be.
1: <laughs> well, I loved the fledglings, um, the young people that would, because of the way it was set up, they could observe us in a safe way. So very often I would hear people walking up above in the choir loft, um, You know, and then they sit in the sofas in the back or or sit on the floor and just kind of sit in the vibes. Um, And I just love the idea that you create a safe space for people to check us out and know that we're not going to do anything weird or, and not only will not do anything weird, but we might do something that would touch their heart and lift them up and empower them in other ways. So that was delightful.
0: Yeah. There were so many times people would show up and I'd be like, really, you're here? And <laughs> and I'd never expected it. And then, you know, they always would seem to walk away so positive and so like they got something out of it. And oh, even, even the atheists that were like dead set against religion would find something in the meditation, something in the mindfulness, uh, something in just the... The non-judgmental approach to making me a little more comfortable with my eternity. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're in eternity right now, but you know, you said a couple words that are still dingers for me. Like religion <laughs> is very different than spirituality. Religion mm-hmm. is is dogma, and and it really works for some people. Some people really thrive on ritual, and and I honor those people that need that kind of structure. Um spirituality to me is more exploratory of yourself of your inner, the deep inner self the part that connects with every living being i mean we are breathing the same air that jesus breathe that genghis khan breathe that um you know everybody who's ever lived on this planet and every plant who's ever been on this planet we're sharing the same molecules it's that kind of oneness and interconnectedness um and church is another word uh it's just tough because it, it it reflects that structure we, we call ourselves a center and and you know that's also kind of symbolic we like to be centered that's kind of our goal always to recenter ourselves into that heart space into that space of of connection and many of us there's very few people born into unity and we don't processize. so people happen to find us and they go oh this feels good this feels like home so it's kind of an interesting journey and yet we still have those words in our head cuz we were raised with them Um, took me a long time to get used to the word God I would just cringe because I was taught, as God being the big guy in the sky, that God was male, and um, and that I was born very imperfect and flawed, um, so I didn't have the right to have happiness and goodness in my life. It took a really long time, and there's still little, you know, stories yeah. back there. But to try to let that go, as now I understand that God is the intelligence of the universe not a being but the beingness of all of us and that god being this universe does not make garbage so there's an inherent value in every living thing in our planet and i even consider rocks as living they just live at a different pace than we do we don't get to see
0: how yeah. they go. <laughs> I've, I've always felt that too even before that guy that crunched the rocks or whatever in the the never ending story, I think it's oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um so you know I, I want to spend a little time describing who comes to Unity because mm. everyone out here that doesn't know it's a bunch of young, hippie, progressive, yeah. Bernie people, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very similar values to ours. We just have a different Namaker.
0: No, um, I mean that's who comes to your to Unity Spiritual Center, oh, young yeah. progressives, oh, right?
1: Yeah, yeah right. Uh, they're <laughs> young in spirit. <laughs> um, our average ages, with many churches, ministries, whatever you want to call it, have a tendency to be older. Um, just because the world has changed so much, it used to be Sundays was reserved for a time to deal with your spirituality, and now. There's – well, in Canada, there was always hockey on, on Sunday mornings. So it's a mature group, and we have some young people that come in because they they want that connection. But for the most part, there's a, a lot of Q-tips, as you used to call us. I've been hitting the, Bible, the bottle since I was 16, so <laughs> you can't tell that I <laughs> – maybe you can tell I'm a Q-tip.
0: <laughs> I can't tell.
1: <laughs> Thank you. It's very
0: kind. But these are – some of the, I mean, I would have looked at your, uh, your crowd going into the church down the street and think, okay, they're going to go in there and they're going to hit the Bible pretty hard. And there's going to be, you know, a lot of judging and a lot of, and these are some of the coolest, kindest, most compassionate, non-judgmental people I've ever met in my life.
1: Well, yeah. if you think about who we are, ask yourself where we were in the 60s. We were out marching. Um, you know, we were, we were the flower children. We were the hippies. And um, yeah, it's <laughs> so and if it doesn't die, you know, your lifestyle may change. And there's just that great urge that needs to be in community and to be in community to do good, to lift other people up. Uh,
0: you, uh, you guys always made me feel like I was helping you a lot. Oh. But you showered me with kindness and affirmation and confidence, and I mean you did a lot of other you you gave money, you gave uh, supplies and food and help and volunteering you did all that, but I just want you to know you you made my heart stronger, you made me have um It was at a time sometimes when people were coming at me for the wrong reasons. Uh, We were a little too loud or maybe a little too black um, sometimes. And you guys made me feel like I was doing okay that to keep trudging on. And uh, I don't know if you ever really understood that there was a synergy there, a symbiotic uh, thing happening where you gave me strength to keep going when I wanted to lay down and cry sometimes, Hmm. so.
1: (laughs) Well, and, you know, (laughs) the same way with me. Very many times it was pretty rough after the fire, some local political stuff that made it really difficult for us, from everything from being kicked out of our office on a Friday afternoon to get red tagged that I can't go back to my office and I got a service I want to do on Sunday. so yeah it was very I, you can't give without receiving you can't receive without giving it's just the circle of life that's what it is and we just have such a great partnership uh, i mean you're just part of us and our people to have that way to give like i when we did the sock drive when we filled up you know the big containers of <laughs> socks right and uh, a lot of people just love bringing the food and i was always surprised it was dropping off bags and stuff here it just it was really great for us to have a place to give because we had lost our home. And then just as we make home with you and we got all these things going on and then this pandemic hits, you know, boom, second time. It's just been been crazy and we've so missed And You and I talked about how could we do a safe service and every time we came up with a plan, it's like I learned something more about about COVID and it just, you know, it's one person's life You just can't, it's not worth risking it. Yeah, Uh, yeah, it was so, I I love driving by. I always drive by and, you know, check Mm -hmm. out what's going on. Check your garden's growing and, you know, maybe drop stuff off at the little outside food bank there, which is great. And um, I dropped you off some plastic bags. You said you were short of them. I got some more here to (laughs) drop off. So
0: So we're going way long. I didn't, I didn't, wow. I didn't notice the time until now. Well, so I got to, I got to shift gears just a okay. little bit. Yeah. Um, we were talking about your mission earlier and not the mission, like going out in the mission, yeah. but um, mission. what's something, yeah. What's something you do every damn day to mo- push that mission forward, to move towards that mission, to do that mission? Stop.
1: I can get so caught up in the doing of things. I just have to stop. You know, sometimes, I'm really good about really being able to stop and and to meditate and just get still. Sometimes it's walking a treadmill or finding a chocolate chip cookie someplace, but I just need to stop because we're human beings. We're not humans doing, but the doing part, especially during this pandemic can be so uh, appealing that we can forget our mission. We just get active, active.
0: The answers are getting better and better. So Talia, who's on tomorrow, uh-huh. Gotta, that's a good one. That's going to be a hard one to overcome. Stop. Because everyone tells you to take a break and do this and do that. But you actually have to stop before you can do any of that. And nobody ever tells you to stop. So you bring work right into that break. You bring work right into your family dinner. Yeah. And
1: if you don't stop, your body will stop you.
0: That's I mean, true, too. It will. yeah.
1: And This... I just this week has been a thing about the mind. The body's not something to overcome. It's part of our wholeness. The mind and body is one. But we have a tendency to think we have to conquer the body, mind over matter. And we gotta we have to honor this thing as much as we honor
0: mm. yeah. yeah. So yesterday Matt Waterman was on the show. He's a yeah. a longtime friend of ours, a musician, skateboarder. And his question for you is um, he had it in two parts. One is, what do you do like with mindfulness and being in the moment and all of that? Is that really important to what you do?
1: Oh, my God, yes. Do you know, I was just thinking the other day, when I've been in this past 13 months, it felt like my journey was all over the place, it made no sense. But when I sit in this moment, look back, it was a straight line to end up where we are. we a new, exciting next step. And I try to remember that now every time I'm thinking everything's a mess and uncontrollable that if I'm in the moment right now there is nothing wrong right in this moment there is nothing that is wrong we are we are breathing we are living we are being so anytime I get too caught up in the outer just to bring me back to right now this holy instant it's perfect.
0: Well, the current theory within the every damn day is you should take up skateboarding because that will put you in the moment right now.
1: I, I was tempted after watching him. I, if I could try a baby one with, you know, it, do you have training wheels for it? Like something, I don't want to fall down. I don't bounce nah. anymore. Oh.
0: You're going to get hurt.
1: <laughs> That's life. We get hurt. Yeah.
0: All right. And then tomorrow... Um, oh, well, yeah, tomorrow we've got, uh, uh, Talia Wells, who I had mentioned earlier and she kind of, I'm not exactly a hundred percent sure what we're going to talk about. So it could be something with art, something with being an activist, something with her day job, uh, her mother's from Haiti. So something about, uh, Haitian, uh, in particular, we like to talk about the, the, uh, slave revolt that was successful in Haiti. Um, so what kind, what would you like to ask her?
1: She has so many venues. I'd like to ask her what puts juice in her camera. And it sounds like she's got a lot of things that puts juice in her camera. How should decide which is the best juice to put in her camera? <laughs> Does that okay. make any sense? What, know, the juiciness of life? Yeah.
0: It does make sense, but it's kind of because you told me that story. Do you want to tell that story a little bit?
1: There's a a story about this little boy who was, there was a photographer on site, and this little boy was following them around, and as the photographer's taking pictures, this little boy's taking pictures with his toy camera. And they came to the end of the day, and he's still following her around. She says, would you like something to drink? And he says, oh, no, I have juice in my camera. So he was taking (laughs) pictures of everything going around there. You know, this whole idea that we have juice in our camera to get the pictures of the world, what we see, that we need to have that aliveness, just like we have blood pumping through us, the same kind of passion and excitement. Um, That's how we see the world, you know.
0: Yeah. So uh, what puts juice in your camera?
1: You know, it's connecting with people to lift them up. Anytime I can empower somebody, because... I, most people do not live up to their full potential. They have more power and capability than they realize, but they doubt themselves. So I get such joy out of that thing of awareness. Oh, my God, I can do it. You know? Yeah, I, I do have skills and capabilities. Love it. Love it.
0: I love it, too, because, well, we've been talking a lot about how genius can be lost in poverty.
1: Ah. Uh, Poverty. And, is
0: good. Yeah. So yeah, I love all your answers. I love talking to you.
1: I love talking to you, Jerry. That's one of the tough things about the pandemic that we just can't sit down and, and chat yeah. safely. It's not the same with a mask on.
0: <laughs> I know it's not. Hey, I'm going to put a banner up and just remind people to subscribe to our fledged yeah. YouTube channel. Uh, 99 po- Problems But a Pitch Ain't One is not today at 3. I forgot to change that. It's Friday at 9 a.m. Every damn day airs every damn day at 2 p.m. And 10,000 Fledges is 3 p.m. every Tuesday. And that's only five minutes if you can't uh, take 30 minutes of me. Um, so, anything you want to take us out on? Breathe.
1: <laughs> Just breathe.
0: All right, everyone. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath. When you open your eyes, we'll be gone. Exhale.